Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 98 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, Charlie from Anthrax discusses his first band, and I recommend After My Fall. Before all that, I welcome Megan Target from Vexed onto the program. Vexed are an alternative metal band from England that incorporates elements of new metal, deathcore, groove metal, metalcore, and other influences into an intense, emotive sound. Lyrically, Megan takes on truly evil people from her past, which helps to empower others in the process. On May 21st, Vex released their long-delayed debut album, Culling Culture. Megan and I discuss that record and its delay, as well as her love of animals, new metal, being drowned in a music video, and a lot more. Now, before we dive in with Megan from Vex, here is some of Fake from Culling Culture. How's your day been for you so far? I'm imagining yeah. a lot of press lately with the new record dropping Friday. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I think I've spoken to uh, more people in like the last two weeks than I have in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really nice. It's uh, It's been a good day. What about you? How's your day been? Uh, pretty quiet. I do the whole work from home thing and uh, honestly, like it's been pretty dead. I just got back from a walk and my cat, of course, now wants attention. So that'll that may, <laughs> that may play into our conversation a little bit. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, but that's, that must be a nice thing, surely, to have a nothing to do kind of day. Yeah, it, it definitely can be. Like the yeah. my general area is slowly doing the whole reopening thing, as much of California is starting to do. But yeah. there still wouldn't be a lot to do, and I don't like anyway. Yeah. Oh. How's the How's the last year been for you? And uh, this weird, weird time. Um, it's been good and bad like um we have our moments and our days where we kind of all sort of chat on the group chat or we have a facetime when we're like oh i hate this so much everything's terrible like why why are we even bothering um and then we have days where we'll release stuff and you know it gives us a bit more positivity and stuff to look forward to and and we remember why we do this so it is it's up and down um but like restrictions in the uk are starting to lift a bit now so we're feeling more hopeful and we got a festival booked finally so there's like the chance of a live show actually happening so yeah like things are looking more positive and there's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel now uh with bloodstock right yes yeah bloodstock uh, if i don't know how their days line up but looking at it are you playing the same day as judas priest or do you even know yet because that'd be pretty cool uh, yes it is judas priest yeah I don't know if you're like an old school metal fan, but that, that seems pretty neat. Um, So I'll be totally honest, I'm not, but I'm also not an idiot and I know how <laughs> apt, <laughs> I know how absolutely epic that is. So um, although I'm not like massively into the old school metal, I am fully appreciative of how much of a big deal that is. And I will make sure I watch them because that's insane to be on a lineup with Judas Priest is absolutely insane. 
I've been recently reading Rob Halford's book, and his book is fascinating and like really fun, which then got me wanting to listen to more of their music. And I, I'm finding that like it just doesn't like super click with me. Like, I, I'm not a, opposed to older metal and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but something about just kind of metal songs about metal being metal, eh. <laughs> Like it's cool. I saw them once. It was it was it was great. It was a spectacle. Came out on a motorcycle for no reason. Wonderful time. Fair enough. I mean, if you if you got the money for it, why not? Yeah. Uh, so uh, how, no. go ahead. Sorry. Don, you carry on. Oh, I was just going to say, how you, how have you been keeping busy? You said you've had a group chat where you're just kind of turning hope on and off. But other than that, yeah. Um, so obviously, we got signed to Napalm, but we got signed quite a long time ago so we we didn't announce it for ages um so we were really lucky and fortunate that they were able to provide like legal documentation and stuff for us to technically work so the way we've been keeping busy is by making the uh, music videos and it's, it's literally the only thing we could do because even though we had the documentation to rehearse nowhere would open and let us do it anyway so the only thing we could do was music videos. And so just planning them, um, making the props, um, everything, because we had to completely DIY all of them. So um, it's kept that has kept us insanely busy. And it's been a lot of fun, really good fun. I had a question about that later, because as of this recording, the uh, you just had a new video drop where you are being drowned in it. Uh, how, yes. How was shooting that for you? And how has the whole music video thing been? Because I've never done one, but they seem like it, they could be fun. It depends on what the video is um, and where you're doing it. So a lot of the time I'm like, oh, I hate doing music videos because they're such long days or two days um, and they are tiring and usually cold or wet because of the UK. Um, but working with our production team, Purple Yam, has just been the most amazing experience because we kind of, we chose to work with them because of their abilities and then they've just become like our best mates uh, over the course of this year and so it's like meeting up with a bunch of friends and just hanging out and filming silly things um so even though the the music videos are brutal and you know sort of horror based and a bit difficult to watch in between takes we're all really really laughing and having a good time um but the being drowned thing was exhausting that 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 was across six hours of shooting different angles and scenes of me being drowned. And by the end of it, I was absolutely covered in bruises, which I didn't realize at the time was happening. Um, but yeah, my whole, my whole rib cage was covered in bruises and I was quite sore for a few days, yes. but yeah, but it was all good. Got, got, got the shots we needed. So it was well. Yeah. I find it interesting that you chose the word silly considering, uh, there's, see, there's a burning car being drowned, then all sorts of other stuff that have been on these videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're just, you know, obviously vexed is coming. The music comes from a place of anger and hatred and betrayal, but on our day-to-day -day lives, we, we do all like to joke and make each other laugh and have fun. And so, Vexed is where we kind of let out our anger and fuel that. Um, but day to day, we really do like to make each other laugh and have such a good friendship at the core of the band. So, um, yeah, it's it's a real, real juxtaposition of of feelings and uh, and emotions. Vexed, it's a bit up and down, angry, and then laughing two seconds later. 
Yeah, the, the press release for the new album has a line that stood out to me saying that calling culture is a tribute to hate, betrayal, and anger. Uh, mm -hmm. How would you say it's a tribute to these ideas or feelings? It's a tribute in the sense that it was all the songs were inspired by those emotions. And I was going through a time in my life where I was being taken advantage of by so many different people and they all wanted something from me that I couldn't give or were abusive or just just horrific. And I got to a point where I was like, right, I need to cut them out of my life. And so the sort of tribute to hate thing is, although I was feeling all those things towards those people, instead of doing what I'd usually do, which is turn it inward and start hating myself and questioning my own self-worth, I actually said, no, I'm going to cut them out of my life and turn all this hatred and betrayal and pain into a driving force to do something good with it and and use it as a positive outlet and that's where vexed sort of how that kind of, it became a thing was because i needed somewhere to direct it all and um we decided to use hate in a positive way instead of letting it destroy us we um made vexed and made some angry songs <laughs> And I also read that each song it represents a particular relationship. Are those that the songs are about aware the songs are about them? Or is this how they find out? This is how they find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I imagine some of these folks have probably been cut out of your life for better. But um, I don't know. Some people you kind of got to hold on to in your lives for one reason or another. But um, so uh, are you expecting anyone to be like, oh, hey, my bad. Sorry. Or is it just like chords cut there? <laughs> uh oh it's definitely cut yeah i mean at some point i'm sure i will um maybe in a few years i'll tell the stories behind each song but these people are not your average every day just having a bit of the tiff and falling out these people are scum of the earth absolutely vile human beings and um yeah there there's no way that they'd probably even accept that the songs were about them because in their own eyes they don't do anything wrong um so I, I highly doubt I will get any apologies because they probably won't even acknowledge that they're about them. But it would be really funny if they did because I'd just ignore them. It's like an inverse Carly Simon. They're not, well, they're, they may still be vain, but they're yes. daft enough where they won't even know it. <laughs> you probably think this song is about you, but they're not going to say anything and won't admit that it is. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, you seem to be really like kind of an open book with stuff you've gone through in your life. Um, mm -hmm. How has like being so open been for you now that you're in the spotlight more? How, do you feel like you're kind of uh, an inadvertent like uh, role model for people to be open now? Or is it just like, is this just how you've always been? And this is continuing you being you. Um, it is just how I've always been. Um, I know that now I have sort of more of a platform that I feel an added responsibility with me being open because I know that more people are going to listen to it, but it's just how I have always been. I think it's really important to normalise um, having a bad day, for example, and normalise depression anxiety ocd anything you know and and people need to talk about it more not as a stigmatized subject just as a day-to-day -day general general topic and yeah it has always been the way i've been but now that i like i said have a bit bit of a platform and more people do kind of know who we are um 
I need to try and remember to keep doing that because it seems to be helping a lot of people and that wasn't anything that I intended to do or wanted to do deliberately but inadvertently it has and it's just amazing I can't I I try not to think about it too much because it will probably just make me have a an emotional breakdown um but it's really nice that it, it can touch some people in that way uh, to completely change gears off of that, because that is a really like beautiful thing that you are doing for. And there's, I don't know if you can hear that lovely little bell. That's my cat. <laughs> that's your cat. <laughs> yes, uh, her name is Geezer. She uh, wants my chair. Geezer. Yeah. Oh uh, she God, na- that's the best name. She's named after Geezer Butler, the ba- basis for Black Sabbath, because I am an obsessive fan. <laughs> but uh, she's the sweetest little. Uh, we call her our clearance store cat. We got her from a shelter. She had like eye issues and has other health problems, but she's the sweetest thing. And right now she wants the chair I'm sitting in more than anything. Uh, but, well, you have to get off it then. <laughs> I, I, look, for right now, and this is probably a one-time thing, my, my attention is going to our interview. You're the you're the star right now. She can have it immediately when we're done, though. Oh, oh bless her. Uh, to completely change gears, like I was saying, um, <laughs> on your on your Instagram, because let's just stick with animals. There was recently some photos of you with a rooster, and I've noticed a lot of animals on your Instagram. Are you yes. on a farm, or are you just fond of that genre of animal, like a farm animal? <laughs> I, I am on a farm, yeah. I live on a farm. Um, I'm lucky enough to live on in a small annex on my grandpa's farm, and he is an angel and lets me just have whatever pets I would like. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hoarding. I just like to show them on my Instagram because it makes people smile. And, uh, yeah, we've got ducks, chickens, horses, dogs, guinea pigs, rabbits, gerbils. And I think that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. it, of course. Yeah. Only, a good, only a sweet dozen animals. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're great fun and they keep me sane. So, yeah, I, I like to share them because they make people smile. Are, are you going to bring well, one or two along if you want to touring on the new record? And which ones? Oh my. <laughs> the horse, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Just and I mean, you know, you could enter the stage on a motorbike, or you could enter on a horse. I, th- I think I know which is more epic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if you have any sort of pyrotechnics or flashing lights, the horse might get a little spooked. But you know, train it, and maybe it'll be really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah just come galloping in on horseback. <laughs> that seems like a man of war sabaton move. Yeah, I was or- going to say probably not quite vexed, but um, <laughs> we we could turn into Viking metal or something. Who knows? I think all you need is a pointy hat and that's <laughs> and an affinity for wooden ships. Yes, yes, very true. <laughs> That was Elite from Vexed Culling Culture. I'll have more with Megan in just a moment. But first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Charlie Benante from Anthrax discusses his first band. Well, the first band that I was in didn't even have a name. We were put together by the the music school that I was in. Uh, I was the drummer. I was five at the time, and I was playing with these teenagers, and we played, like, venture songs and things like that. 
kind of like surf rock and roll music and there was no name for a band. So, uh, I couldn't tell you the name of the band. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, five-year-old Charlie drummer venture cover band. That's the official name now. I decided. Uh, there you go. I like it. So when you want to give me that funny vibe. Silver Linings by Charlie Venante is out now. You can head to charliebenante.com to get your copy and then head to YouTube to watch Anthrax's ongoing 40th anniversary video series. Also, you can hear my full chat on episode 96 of this podcast. Find that at farbandmetalpodcast.com. Now, before I wrap my chat with Megan from Vexed, here's some of the band's single, Dominate. Uh, I, I read an interview that you that some of the songs that you have worked on and specifically dominate uh, were inspired mm. by a rap like NWA, Megan the Stallion, and others. How did you first get into rap, and how did you like decide to first work it into this music? Because I, I there's undeniable groove, so I can kind of see it there. But you know, mm. um, I'm not really. I can't remember a pinpoint moment where I got into rap. I've always listened to it growing up. Um, my mum obviously was a metalhead, but I was surrounded by um, a lot of friends and family who also listened to rap. My sister was a big rap fan, and um, I had friends and family who are huge Eminem fans. And so I kind of just was also introduced to that kind of world at a young age as well. And I think metal and rap are very similar, you know, obviously not in sound, but a lot of it often comes from a place of anger or, you know, yeah just anger and pain um and so i i love them equally um and when i started writing songs for culling culture I, I was so used to kind of restricting myself to oh you must be metal um and i was so sick of it and so bored of it that i was like actually vocally i really do prefer the style of rap where it's rhythms and flows it just makes things so much more interesting um and so all the boys are really into rap and grime as well and we listen to it constantly when we're on tour so we just listened to that all the time when we were writing and um it really helped with the sort of lyrical content and stuff like that um and cardi b and megan the stallion and lady leisha they're just like the coolest women on this planet and um, but like i know the metal community probably wouldn't necessarily appreciate me saying that but i think they're just as metal as any of the other women on the metal scene to be honest 
Oh no, totally agreed. Especially after like people were getting pissed about WAP, like oh. that's old school like metal silencing that happened back in the seventies and eighties. Like it's just mm-hmm. the new the new flavor of that. So yeah, fucking... yeah, hundred percent. It was oh, and WAP is just a banger. So. <laughs> Uh, is there a potential rap album or EP or something in your future? I want to say yes. Cool. I mean, it's probably a very long, long way off, but it's something that I would really like to do is something rap or grime based. Um, at the moment, like everything is my whole heart, body, soul, everything is just invested in vexed. But at some point I would really like to give that a go. But I don't know when that would be, but I would like to. And I could easily just Google this but when we're done, but we're here. What are some grime artists? Grime is not something you're familiar with at all, I guess. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, grime is like incredibly fast-flowing rap, but really gritty and basically on the heavier spectrum of rap. Um, you get a lot of UK grime artists, and it's sort of... Mo- a- it's more like spitting bars and uh, it's not necessarily what you'd find in the charts. So I suppose like metal in a way, like you wouldn't find it in the charts because it's a bit too aggressive and a bit too violent and explicit. But it's like, it's like the big, big brother of rap, I suppose. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. I, I've also read that you're someone that still carries, very much carries a torch for new metal. Who are some of your favorite new metal acts? Oh God, let me think. The corns count as new metal. I suppose they do. I was on a podcast recently and we were like kind of debating if there were to be a big four of new metal. And I think the only one we all agreed on was corn. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a cool subject actually. Yeah. We need, we do no offense to the big four, oh. but we do need one. Um, yeah. So corn, um, I really liked Kane Hill's first album. I don't know if you're familiar with Kane Hill. Vaguely. Um, I know they've gone quite light now. Um, they kind of had a drastic change, but I can't remember what the album was called, but they had a, an amazing new metal album, uh, or inspired album. I listened to that quite a lot. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. I'm trying to think of anybody else. Um, obviously Limp Bizkit, but I think they're more of like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like rude but they are more like a positive happy fun to listen to band as opposed to like a, i'm gonna get sad and angry and listen to limp biscuit <laughs> where are you on on like mudvayne because they're in the news again because they're doing stuff again apparently i haven't listened to much of them to be honest you don't know berber ding sorry uh they have a song called dig and the bass line is always made fun of. it's become like a metal meme called berber oh, ding I'm going to have to go look that up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just the, he plays slap bass, so that's the onomatopoeia of it. I can hear it basically now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're, the the first album from you guys comes out on Friday. Are you are you nervous? Are you excited? Like, it's a weird time to be dropping an album in general. But, like, how are you feeling about that? Um. So, like, if you'd asked me, like, a few weeks ago, I would have been, like, I'm more nervous than anything. But now I'm just more excited. Um. There are still a bit of nerves because it's a debut and it's with Napalm, so it needs to be good. And there's there's like a bit of pressure there um, that we've never experienced before where you kind of have to live up to that expectation. But we just have to keep reminding ourselves that Napalm liked it, otherwise they wouldn't have signed us. Um, So we just kind of have to um, 
yeah, keep keep remembering that they like us and uh, so far everyone's liked the singles and we're just really excited for it to be out there because it's been such a long time since we recorded it. We're just desperate for people to hear it. How, how long has it been in the can? Two years. Oh, wow. I imagine, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you have been keeping up with the band other than the videos. Have you just written a whole new album at this point? <laughs> we're halfway through album number two. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, um, it, it's so strange because it was due to come out before the pandemic hit. And then obviously that happened and everything got delayed. So obviously it was the right thing to do and I'm pleased we did it, but it's just felt like, I don't know. It's just felt like a time warp experiencing everybody else experience something that we did so long ago. Um, but it's going to be a real relief when it comes out. And, and coming back to kind of the, uh, the personal nature of the, the lyrics on it with two <laughs> years after the fact, are you still as connected as you were then? Like when you go out to perform these songs, is it going to feel like a cover or something? No, I know what you mean. Yeah. And weirdly, yes, I do. And I think I do more so now than I even did maybe a year ago. I think when the like pandemic first hit and we were first supposed to bring it out and we didn't, I kind of distanced myself from it a bit um, because I was like, oh, well, it's not going to happen now. And I just I did disconnect from them for a while. But obviously since the pandemic hit and there's been so much bullshit that's been going on in the world, the songs have kind of found a new meaning in several different places. And so even though they are about individuals I've cut out of my life, I can now apply them to so many more things. Um, so it's kind of like finding a new love for them again and a new identity for them. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of grateful we took that step back and waited because now I have a different appreciation for them. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you for talking to me on my on my show today. Um, the, I've heard the record. It's it's fucking intense and it's really cool. Um, thank you. And I'm excited to see big things from you folks because I, I I think you're definitely worthy of all those things. So if oh, you wind you. up stateside, I'd love to check you guys out. And you know, until then, best of luck. Yep. Uh, stay healthy and all that good stuff. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Appreciate yeah. you. Give a good rest of your day and uh, give let's say a guinea pig uh, a pat on the head for me. <laughs> Yes, and make sure you get off your seat and let Giza have it now. She actually jumped on my lap a little bit. I don't know if you heard me go, look, because she stepped on me. Um, and I had to get her not to rub her face on the microphone. So uh, it's we're already fighting. So I got to go make amends. Uh, yeah, I, po- I apologize to her from me. She can she can have you now to Ooh. herself. All right. You have a good one. <laughs> Take care. Of course. Bye. Bye. Colon Culture by Vexed is out now via Napalm Records. You can get your copy at vexedvexedvexed.com and follow the band at facebook.com slash vexedvexedvexed. Now to conclude episode 98, I am recommending that you all check out the DIY one-person band After My Fall. After My Fall is a metalcore, hardcore, and electronic project. On May 27th, After My Fall dropped a double A-sided single called The Sound of Static. The pair of songs set out to discuss mental health and explore its duality. From that release, here is Run for the Exit in its entirety.
You can find the Sound of Static double single by After My Fall over at weareamf.bandcamp.com and check out the link in this episode description or over at farbandmetalpodcast.com for places to follow After My Fall. Then as always, I'd like to invite you to head over to farbandmetalpodcast.com. There, if you're in a band and you want to be on the show like After My Fall did, you can hit contact and hit me up that way. Then also, I'd like to point out the Patreon, patreon.com slash farbeyondmetal. Uh, you can get bonus episodes every other week when you're not getting these ones. There are cat pictures that have stories to them. Uh, initially, I was just doing cat pictures, but I felt weird about it, so now I'm telling stories about whatever's in the photo with them. There's one about the first time I saw Motorhead. I have an upcoming one about my very first cassette and what really got me into music. There are also many episodes, the first one of which is my wife and I uh, discussing five songs that she's hearing for the first time and I'm getting her reactions to them. I've got movie episodes planned with some friends of mine that are coming up and other cool shit. Again, patreon.com slash farbeyondmetal and then the website farbeyondmetalpodcast.com Then of course, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. Oh! Oh! A Catbox Production.